Hello. Hello. I'm Justin. I'm Allison. And this is episode 15 of Robots on Typewriters. And hopefully this week our audio quality will be just fine because we've had a couple of weeks of not just fine. Last week was real bad and then the week before that I was very echoey because I was in my new echoey office. But I really hope that this one's going to be better. 15 is... Our, you're in a memory. brand new soundproof office now, right? Oh, yeah. No, I'm in the same place. But yeah, yeah, I had <laughs> a feeling. But I've just set up a little different, so hopefully it won't gotcha. be Gotcha. You've reconstructed the oven in your office? Yeah, well, no. But I, I've reinvented the oven, as they say. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all these big tech companies are doing. They just keep trying to <laughs> reinvent the oven and say that they're disrupting the oven industry. Yeah, exactly. Well, that kind of goes right into my zesty hat. This is Robots on Typewriters, where we try to highlight a funny, interesting piece of AI, computer-generated, procedurally-generated, otherwise computery piece of news or reporting from around the internet, something that made us smile or laugh in the last week. And then we try to play a game and make you, the listener, smile or laugh with something <laughs> AI, computer-generated. Yeah, and so we've got two segments on this show, and the first one is is called Our Zesty Hat. And this week, I believe, Justin, it is your turn to don the hat and tell me about something cool. That's right. We always say something like, I'm picking back up my hat, or like, I'm <laughs> taking the hat back now. Uh, this hat was left in the ring for many weeks now by Anand a few weeks ago. Ah. Anand told us about the OpenAI team for Dota 2 that was going to be taking on a team of five human players in the game Dota 2 at the International this August. And at the time we're recording this, uh, slightly before the time you were listening to this, like all podcasts are, uh, the International is actually going on. It's maybe just finishing up now. And that means the OpenAI team, the five bots, took on the five human players on the big stage any predictions or do you know how it ended i don't actually know how it ended i've been seeing a lot of tweets about it but i haven't actually read any of the tweets sweet um, <laughs> perfect so, so i'm i'm gonna wager that the bots did good that's a good way of guessing because you're not wrong the bots lost but they oh. did good Oh, wow. Okay. This is a an article from Wired I'll be citing heavily here. This was a Tom Simonite article from just a couple of days ago over at Wired. Um, yeah, it was a 52-minute match, which, as I understand, is like a pretty normal-length Dota 2 match. Like, okay. It's not like the humans wipe the floor with these robots or the other way around, I suppose. But mm -hmm. uh, after 52 minutes, the humans won in a fairly uh, fairly decisive, fairly one-sided overall game. It kind of turns out that the bots... So over the past several months, there have been some exhibitions of bots going one-on-one -on -one against humans, and indeed the OpenAI bots first learned to play Dota one-on-one, -on -one, but kind of the, the signature Dota game is five-on-five. So in the one-on-one -on -one moments when it was just, you know, a human and a bot would be off in their own little area having a fight or doing what whatever one does in Dota, 
I've played it a little bit, but I didn't understand it. Uh, whenever it was a one-on-one moment, the robots actually did really well uh, to the point that at there was little moments where it seemed, you know, these bots might be better than the human players or they have certain advantages that the human players just can't match. But the the game is, as Anand pointed out, it's a big, complex game uh, in terms of mathematical complexity. It's highly open-ended that in that 52 minutes, it's not like it's 52 discrete turns or even 52,000 discrete turns. It's, uh, for all intents and purposes, there are no discrete turns. And that's kind of where the humans, for the moment, have their advantage, that the humans can really plan out long-term strategy in ways mm-hmm. that the bots just don't seem like they can yet. I don't want to call him a friend of the podcast because he doesn't know us, but uh, <laughs> formerly featured in a zesty hat, uh, friend of the podcast, Mike Cook, who <laughs> puts together Proc Jam, had some interesting illuminating tweets on this match. He said, the bots are still very good at moment to moment, but they seem bad at macro level decisions. So kind of saying the same thing as the Wired article that, you know, when it's just bot on human, uh, short term kind of thing, the bots definitely have the upper hand right now. And that's how the one on one matches seem to go that bots can in somewhat limited uh, circumstances beat humans at this game. But the, the game in its largest form is still just too big for these open AI bots to take the advantage in. Wow. I literally, I do not know a single thing about Dota 2. Like, I I don't even know what it is at all. But I do the remember- The best I can describe is it's like five little, like, superheroes fighting on, like, a map. It's like- Okay. Two, 2D-ish, but like okay. a- <laughs> Yeah, it's five dudes fighting on each team. I Because I remember when Anand brought this to us in as his zesty hat, he was, like you were saying, that it sounded like they were- like the bots were pretty damn good at it and i didn't i don't really understand the like what changes between like one on one versus five versus five um so i uh like i'm surprised to hear that that's what is like the weakness of the of the bots that it's like they like i so is what i'm hearing that like five people five human people can like work uh-huh. together and strategize as a team but like five yeah, bots absolutely. can't do that okay That's yeah really it seems like the bots are very good at thinking for themselves or right they they kind of learn to play it kind of for themselves but right the, the overarching like things you can do to help your team overall are just things that the bots haven't really learned how to do very well right. yet do you have any idea if that's something that like the people training these bots is are, are like are trying to do or is it not even like possible at this point? Um well I mean it's it's a really open-ended uh form of training. They the bots have uh basically artificial curiosity in them and <laughs> I have a, a second kind of amendment zesty hat right after this about the artificial curiosity stuff. But that's the bots be are kind of band name. Really I know, good. right? <laughs> the bots, uh, no, they kind of learn how to predict. Uh, originally, when they were playing, they try to learn how to predict one frame ahead and are just kind of learning uh, that skill of learning what's the very next frame going to be. And that's mm. so, so micro in this yeah. game that might be 52 minutes long. Whether or not they're learning long-term strategy is like 
I guess, hard to answer that no one's putting long term strategy in there, but also no one was putting, you know, short term strategy of like how to how to do like that one on one fight. They're really just rewarding uh, ability to predict the future. So Mm -hmm. I would say over a big enough training sample uh, as already constructed, I would have to imagine these bots eventually get there that they get that uh ability to predict larger uh both in terms of scale and like in terms of how many people are playing at once and in terms of time larger scale future prediction i think the bots you know that's that's the next goal and yeah if they just keep training on that same data set of a five on five dota match i i think they'll they'll get there yeah that's very interesting so yeah the the AI curiosity stuff, though, the artificial curiosity of the open AI bots uh, was also featured in a Quartz article that I read that uh, was also published this week that was interesting and a bit harrowing. Uh, <laughs> this is from Quartz. It's uh, an author named Dave Gershgorn. He said, give AI curiosity and it will watch TV forever. So these open AI wow. bots, like I said, the open AI bots, uh, their basic function is to predict what the next frame will look like. So right. whatever uh, system you put these bots in, that's what they're trying to do. So they're trying to learn what like every frame looks like. So the open AI teams put them in a bunch of different video games just to see how they would play that game. So they've played like Pac-Man and uh, I think they have they played Frogger, all kinds of like old mm-hmm. school games that are maybe maybe have a, a more limited amount of different frames in them. Mm-hmm. And when the bots are just trying to learn uh, what the next frame looks like and being able to predict that, they do all kinds of weird things like intentionally trying to lose just to look at the game over screen and like just checking out every different part of the game that way and like things that aren't necessarily beneficial to gameplay but are just different frames that they haven't seen before so then they put these curious bots uh the open ai team in coordination with i think cal berkeley and university of edinburgh uh Mm. yeah they did some experiments where they put these bots in different environments and in one of them the bot would be in a 3D environment that included, among other things, a digital TV that could be turned on and then the channel can be changed. So the bot's trying to look at every different possible like iteration of what this <laughs> environment was. Part of that was putting on this TV and then just flipping through the channels infinitely and seeing that like every individual frame they were seeing, every... Uh, Every moment of the TV and every different channel, each moment of the TV was different. So they just, you know, stayed on the TV forever. (laughs) Oh, my God. Flipping channels. I was just thinking it's a pretty scary thing to imagine because the the only thing these robots were given was what the researchers kind of operationally called curiosity. (laughs) And I mean, we as humans, I would say, have something you could operationally call curiosity (laughs) as well. So. It it got me thinking about kind of the perils of media, but more the perils of social media that I think like if a bot was just like looking at this TV for long enough, like if you let a bot train on doing that for hundreds of hours, as long as the TV was like pretty realistically simulated, it would eventually figure out, you know, you don't have to predict a frame at a time. You can pretty much predict a half hour chunk at a time with TV and you can kind of get bored of TV. 
but humans yeah, that's, do that that's too. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, like we do have curiosity, but it is limited to a point. Like, yeah, but that's that got me thinking about what would happen if you gave one of these curious robots social media, where it was a lot less predictable. Yeah. You didn't know when the content was coming. You didn't know what the the flavor of the content was going to be. But unlike TV, it was always going to be somewhat relevant. That the the content yeah. was always going to be sort of about you, the the viewer or the robot. Yes, that is wild. It's a, a Black Mirror episode waiting to be written. <laughs> I'm on it. Emailing them <laughs> now. Brooker, please take my take me. <laughs> that was weird. Um, <laughs> please take me. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so thank you very much for that extremely zesty hat. It's the first uh, update on a zesty hat that we've had. Uh, I'm trying to think of like a leftover hat like a warm a reheated warmed up <laughs> zesty hat i often think of the zesty hat as like a taco for some re- well because it's you know yeah zesty. no i definitely think so, of it as a food item so so thank you for that reheated that nuked uh zesty hat it was, it was just as zesty the second time around yeah um, i wasn't sure if you were going to say it was the first <laughs> zesty hat that is a leftover or the first zesty hat that made you experience existential dread because <laughs> it was both for me well that too um leftovers usually do that for me anyway so <laughs> yeah that, it I might just, just <laughs> i might have just left it in the microwave a little too long yeah um <laughs> so uh, that uh so with that wrapped up i am going to Head on into our trashy toy this week. Um, Nice. I have no idea what your toy (laughs) is, but I'm already so hyped for it. So, Justin, you're you're about to you're about to ship off to Dublin for the next four years for your PhD, correct? I say this as if I'm I'm unsure. (laughs) What (laughs) I am? (laughs) Yes, that is correct. You you were here visiting me last week, and we kind of we said our in person goodbyes. But we're gonna keep doing this this podcast for for the foreseeable future. So I I wanted to kind of throw you a little going away party on the on on the podcast here, and uh-huh. in, that's sweet. Thank you. <laughs> and so because you're going off to Dublin, I have thrown you a kind of Irish themed. Uh, Irish themed going away party. So, um, nice. first of all, break out the Guinness, Already do an Irish car bomb. It. Um, all right, tight. So let's 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 hop into the games. Um, I, I've got two little games here. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna go super long. Which is never a bad thing. Um, and I have used Botnik keyboards for both. Um, and we've used Botnik keyboards many times on this show. But just for a, a quick refresher, Botnik is a predictive text writer that anybody can open it and use it and write fun predictive text things with it themselves. And you can use any of their any of the the keyboards that they've made available, or you can upload your own plain text files into it to make your own keyboard of any body of text you want. So the first little game I have here is a real or botnik Irish sayings and proverbs. Oh, nice. Are these all in English or are some of them in Gaelic? <laughs> they are all in English. Maybe they're translated from the original Gaelic and I'm missing some of the nuance. But these are these are all in English. So I've got a handful of phrases here and I'm just going to throw them at you one at a time and you tell me if you think it is real or botnik. I'm trying to like close my eyes and imagine like 
you know, imagine a, Ireland. a 60 year old man turning to me at the pub and saying each of these. <laughs> Perfect. So um, here, imagine that that 60 year old man saying, it's easy to have the potato where there's love. Um, <laughs> that sounds like a botnik phrase to me. Well, it's actually a real one. <laughs> it's easy to have the potato where there's love. I didn't really like look into the meaning of these a whole time. No, I but think I get one, that one. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, what do you think it means? I think like, you're you're not afraid you're not hesitant to cut your potato in half if you're giving the other half to someone you love yes okay that that is also what i got from it but i wasn't sure if I, was. I momentarily panicked and was like man what if i'm way off here and it's like some <laughs> way more obvious meaning nah okay so so the next one hold your own obituary in your pockets for you never know when you will need it um that's an awesome piece of advice i i choose to believe that is also real well, that's a botnik one. Wow, I think that's an awesome idea. <laughs> I do too, because you like organ you, donor card, obituary. Yeah, you keep uh, your you know obituary what? I was confusing an obituary and an epitaph. Oh, but even so, I mean, it's kind of kind of the same idea. Like, keep your obituary on you, and and you'll always be remembered the way you you the way you want to be, because you never yeah, know. Yeah, I think they happen. can get a little wordy, and you have to update them a lot. <laughs> True. <laughs> All right. Next one, better to repent for your past than to spend tonight with the devil. Better to repent for your past than to ask forgiveness. <laughs> to, to spend tonight with the devil and ask him forgiveness. That's fake. It's fake. You're correct. So yeah, I'm not I was really like, nah. <laughs> the Irish love spending the night with the devil. You, you know, you wake up the next morning and repent it. But yeah. I think they're I think they're more like the the former phrase: the better to ask permission forgiveness than permission <laughs> yeah i'm i'm not gonna keep score I, you're not competing against anyone but yourself so that's um, how i always feel in these games <laughs> may the hinges of our friendship never grow rusty that's real yeah it is it's a sweet one that's a good one i'm gonna make that my obituary <laughs> <laughs> write it down keep it in your pocket here's to eyes in your heads and none in your spuds <laughs> well it's not like the pithiest or it's not like it, there's no like hidden wisdom there but i feel like it's a little too like i don't know clever or slangy to be a botnik so i'm gonna say that's real you're correct and i do not get it <laughs> do you? you know it's like your a potato has like the weird growths having eyes oh, okay okay all right I, I, it's like, like not did, funny. Are but... those called eyes or is that? Yeah. Even... I did not know that. I just call them like potato growths. Eh, well, now you have a, a new, easier way to refer to all <laughs> of those potato growths. <laughs> Always be light of coin or full of porridge. Oh, man, I am. I'm often <laughs> both. Which one? <laughs> You only ever want to be one or the other, so. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's always be one or the other, huh? Um, I think it's fake because if it was real, it would say and. <laughs> you are correct. Yeah. Don't be breaking your shin on a stool that's not in your way. Don't be breaking your shin. <laughs> on a stool that's not in your way. <laughs> um, I'm going to say that. 
it's it's like good advice and I get it. I think it's real. It is real. And I, I included it because it was like the favorite of mine that I found. I think that's it's a useful one. It's one yeah. you can you can kind of give to someone else when they're doing stupid shit and like feel <laughs> yeah. superior. So I'll probably hold on to that one. Truth and drink cure whatever burns your heart. Oh hell yes, true. By true, do you mean it's real? Real, <laughs> Re- human, truthful. whatever. Truth, speak truth <laughs> to power, sister. It is a botanic, but wow. it is. Wow. <laughs> it is one. It is very, very true. <laughs> yeah, that one had me completely fooled. The man who has luck in the morning has luck in the afternoon. <laughs> that makes no sense. That's gotta be fake. It is not fake, <laughs> and it is I have really this all dumb. Backwards. When they make, when they're really coherent, they should be real. <laughs> and when they make no sense at all, why would you make that up? <laughs> the man who has luck in the morning has luck in the afternoon. Like, is that just a typo on the site that I got it from? Like, it's like maybe it's like a make your own luck kind of thing. Like that, if you get a lucky break in the morning, you'll be like off to such a good start that it'll seem like you're off to a lucky break in the afternoon or something. Yeah. Or maybe it's like if you're lucky enough to have porridge in the morning, you'll be lucky in the <laughs> afternoon that you won't be hungry. Yeah. I don't know. All right. And the last one of this little game, eat bread to catch up with the cow, for without the cow, there is no butter. <laughs> wow. Eat bread to catch up with the cow, for without the cow. You know what? Yeah, that's a human one. That's real, too. Uh, you think that's real? Yeah. It is not. <laughs> Uh, I thought that one, I was like, why would she make something up that's that crazy and long? Butter kept popping up on the on the keyboard a lot, and I wanted to get it in there somehow. You should really, like, get a napkin and wipe that off. <laughs> and, yeah, and I'm just like, so my fingers are all greasy and sliding around on my buttery keyboard. You've been catching up with the cow all day. <laughs> well, I don't, I, I, uh, you know, I could have keep kept track of how many you got right, but you got... Definitely over half right, so nice. Nice. I'm, nice. I'm happy with that one. <laughs> yeah. So um, I have the, I, I just have two little games here. So the the next and last one is I, I really, I wanted to do something with Irish drinking songs and I, I was not nearly clever enough to like do a real or fake because I could not write something that was even mildly convincing. What I've done is with a botanic keyboard, I have written th- three lines to an Irish drinking song. And the first, I, I, so there, it's going to be two couplets. I have written one full couplet and then the first line to a second couplet, but I'm going to ask you to fill in the blank and finish off the second couplet. All right, perfect. Sound, okay, so I've got, I've got a handful of these here. And first one is, <laughs> I feel like I need to sing these all, but there are no tunes and like, <laughs> they're really strange. Okay. My daddy and my brother and my kids and me traveled a hundred miles upon the sea. And when we came home to see the wife, blank. She'd already made off with the milkman to Fife. <laughs> Very good. I'm going <laughs> to... Uh, yeah, this is tapping into like, can you figure out a dirty limerick? And yeah. Yes, I can. <laughs> I'm going to keep track of all of yours because they're probably going to be real good. 
Well, don't don't you know? Well. Don't catch up with the cow before we get the butter on the bread here. <laughs> All right, next one. Well, one night, as drunk as a baby, I went to see my stout old lady. When I came a knockin', she sighed and said, "Uh, damn it, O'Connor! I thought you were dead." <laughs> really good. <laughs> I love it. The ghost of Charlie Flanders comes to scream and curse the firemen. The pipes, <laughs> the pipes, the pipes and glasses tossing about shake and go a thunderin'. The vicar and the royal boy are drunk and playing cards. This one's a wordy one, so I can repeat whatever you need me to repeat. The vicar's wife said, "Damn it, grab the chips and not his nards." <laughs> okay. <laughs> they they all have to be like. Pretty body and filthy, I think. Yeah. I think that's just the nature of the game here. Oh, for sure. The vicar's wife said, hey, don't grab his nards. <laughs> no, I said, like, grab... I, I saw them playing cards and, like, playing poker in my head, so I said, grab yeah. th- grab your chips and not his nards. Oh, okay, very good. I was trying to get it to enough syllables so it would scan, which yeah. is very important to me. <laughs> it, it's important to me, too. Thank you for taking this very seriously. <laughs> All right. Who could break the door to the cellar? Who could shoot the floor quite better? Who is the man who could fight with a stick? Uh, Tommy O'Malley and his 12-inch dick. <laughs> I don't know why and how I didn't see that one coming. I, like, didn't think at all about, like, I, I didn't give a second of a thought to, like, where these words would rhyme. That's perfect, because like, <laughs> it's making my answers seem way more clever. <laughs> Tommy O'Malley and his 12-inch dick. (laughs) I think Tommy O'Malley wrote that song. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, all right, guys, we're doing my song tonight. They're like, oh, it's his birthday. Give it to him for once. Okay. Such a nice drink I never did drink. A gallon of malt and a bottle of gin. What is the holy name of the thing? A gallon of malt and a bottle of gin. Tasty. Yeah, I need momentum again. Sorry. (laughs) Such a nice drink I never did drink. A gallon of malt and a bottle of gin. And what is the holy name of the thing? Hell if I know, but I'll sleep in the bin. (laughs) Pretty good. I dreamt of whiskey and cake and tea, and then I saw a horse at sea. And when I rose from the bed that morn... Give it to me again, but this one's going to be an A-A-B-A rhyme. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I dreamt of whiskey and cake and tea, and then I saw a horse at sea, and when I rose from the bed that morn, I knew I'd tripped on LSD. <laughs> yeah, this is a this this uh this song in specific really stretches back. They don't know. They don't know when it was written. They don't know <laughs> who wrote it. Dating all the way back to the 1970s. <laughs> Uh, and they they think that LSD. They don't actually know what it stood for, but <laughs> they think it stood for <laughs> uh, <laughs> Larry Sullivan's da. <laughs> his, Larry Sullivan's da. Yeah, his dad. Oh, okay. <laughs> tripped on his dad. <laughs> yep, tripped on his dad. Woke up with a headache, a concussion. Oh. <laughs> 
Old Uncle Finnegan's pistol-loving Stephen died playing punch diddly with a drunken heathen. He must have been a happy old horse. <laughs> that, wow, the the syllables are jarring there. <laughs> really long then, really short. <laughs> punch diddly something pistol-loving Stephen. Something something got in a fight with a heathen. He must have been an old horse. A happy old horse. I'm going to need that one again just because okay. I was surprised by it old uncle finnegan's pistol loving steven died playing punch diddly with a drunken heathen he must have been a happy old horse for the heathen had shown no remorse Eh, Mm. i didn't like that Mm. one i mean it's it's certainly more sobering than the others (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was a dark dark little uh irish drinking it's like a dirge (laughs) <laughs> An Irish drinking dirge. <laughs> those, were, those were my favorites. Curtis the, <laughs> Curtis the Sultan stole that gown and scattered his pantaloons there in town when Aunt Maria caught him in the tub. Oh, this one has a lot of potential. I gotta, I gotta get this one right. <laughs> <laughs> Take as much time as you need. We can, we can finish this up tomorrow if you need, <laughs> you need to write it overnight. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just, you know, have a chalkboard full of every word that <laughs> rhymes here. All right, uh, from the top one more time. I think I'm I'm almost on it. All right. Curtis the Sultan stole that gown and scattered his pantaloons there in town when Aunt Maria caught him in the tub. She said, you'll never pass as a lass with half a chub. Oh, really good. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that was That was masterfully done. <laughs> That's... My specialty. And they'll never know that we stopped recording so that you could write that overnight and started rec- and finish recording <laughs> tomorrow. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> All right. Went down to Murphy's pub. <laughs> this is my favorite one. Okay. Went down to Murphy's pub with good old Corpse McGee. And when we got our booze, he began to cry to me. You're going away. You're going away. And to him I told. Uh- <laughs> And then the guy's name's Corpse McGee, right? Corpse McGee. It's my favorite okay. phrase I wrote in this whole fucking game. The wake has been planned and this casket's been sold. <laughs> oh, shit. Another dirge. Another <laughs> Irish I mean, drinking is dirge. McGee. <laughs> I'm imagining this is some weird situation where, like, I am also a corpse that just kind of bounces from casket to casket. Oh my but now god. that he's being interred, I have to like fuck off and go to a different one. Oh my god, I really like the lore on this one. <laughs> wow, that's the that's the best part of my drinking songs. They all have they all uh, have pretty lore. rich lore. <laughs> if you write into the show, uh, you know, email us, tweet at us. I'll explain to you some, you know, some deeper storytelling behind all of these songs. Please send us your fan fiction and your fan art of Corpse McGee and <laughs> his fellow traveler on the astral plane. Please don't send us your fan art of uh, Curtis the Sultan or Aunt Maria. Yeah, no, that's okay. <laughs> Keep that to yourself. <laughs> we know you make that smut. Okay, and and the last one in this in this game. Friday night when the storm was sprawling, I called me mother to stop her fallin'. There she was as drunk as a sow. Uh, mounting up to ride the cow. <laughs> okay. Very good. Well, I am. I'm. I'm very. I'm very impressed by your by your ability to 
uh, make some Irish drinking songs. I assume that this is what you're going to be doing as soon as you get to Dublin and the, the yeah, first pub you I'm see. I'm going to go pub to pub asking people, give me a song, give me a song, come on. <laughs> You're gonna you're you're gonna start new ancient folklore for, <laughs> in a hundred years from now when man well in a hundred years from now when all of the podcasts are gonna be about stuff that robots make and it's gonna be a very niche when thing robots to, like us are making podcasts yeah it's gonna be very a, a very niche thing that if people make podcasts about things that humans make they're gonna be like wow there was this one. There was this one guy who would go around to pubs a hundred years ago in Ireland and make up drinking songs and nobody... This is and just yell away. at people, give me a podcast. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> give, me, <laughs> give me a song. Give me a podcast. <laughs> give me a podcast game. That's something I actually should be yelling at people. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope that this was a jolly old send-off. I, I know a lot of... I, I have a great Irish, uh, you know accent it's yeah i mean i felt right like here. i was already there for much of that yeah i yeah I, my my accent is very very subtle it's you know you can't even yeah, can't even tell there's a brogue and then there's you know a, a rogue a mini brogue i was hoping i would mini come up with the second half of the joke there since my <laughs> brain's already wired for that but nope never mind all right well I I hope that I hope that you had a good time here at your little uh podcast going away party and I and whoever is listening to this I'm sure is wishing you safe travels on your way across the pond. Thank you very much. I'm honored to get such a nice send-off on this podcast. <laughs> I'm I'm assuming that this was a better party than anything that we did this past weekend when we were actually present together i'm sure without a doubt i was the whole time wishing we would start doing some drinking <laughs> songs but a little too nervous to start them i'm better at you know finishing them i was also hoping the whole time that you guys were here that we would just give it up sit in separate rooms and talk over skype <laughs> and record it <laughs> yeah too. we just never figured out how a mixer works so <laughs> both in terms of parties and audio so that is well. uh, the ideal way to hang out <laughs> Well, that's all that's all we got for this week, I believe. Um if uh, you if you uh feel like you would have fun writing some stuff like this of your own, then please go to botnik.org and check out all of the stuff that they make um and they publish from they, they they're a great group of comedy writers and I we really love everything that they do over there and we love that they make their tool um, accessible to anybody on the internet so also check out the Botnik Writer and make some fun predictive stu tech stuff for yourself if you would like to get into contact with us you can email us at robots at batcamp.org uh, you can find us on twitter at robot typewriter or you can find us on facebook as robots on typewriters and we live in <laughs> no we live we live, on a <laughs> we live on a website called batcamp and you can find that at batcamp.org and there is one little episode of a podcast up there of another podcast right at this moment but hopefully there might be some cool stuff to come and you can find batcamp across social media at at Batcamp site on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And our theme song is Video Challenge by Anamanaguchi. And Hooray. Find a real Irish mm. drinking song and I'll finish ah. it off. Okay. 
Then, a long time ago, way back in history, when all there was to drink was nothing but cups of tea, along came a man by the name of Charlie Mops. And he said, you fuckers, put barley in the hops. <laughs> Not too bad. And he invented a wonderful drink and he made it out of hops. This song is called Beer, Beer, Beer. Yeah, I, I, I kind of figured <laughs> out it was something like that. Very nice. There she was, as drunk as a sow. <laughs> Having invasive thoughts. is like, pop, 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 pow. <laughs> that was just a forgotten line from what does the fox say? <laughs> what does the sow say? 